Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Ocean Decade Show, a podcast dedicated to guiding you down the yellow brick road of this global initiative to transform the ocean, housed within the American Shoreline Podcast Network. My name is Taylor Gales, and I'm your host and tour guide on our adventure through the Ocean Decade. Uh, So happy World Ocean Month, World Ocean Day. Within the Ocean Decade, we're lucky that every day is World Ocean Day, and every day uh, is World Ocean Month. (laughs) You know, every month is World Ocean Month for the next year that we build up our days into months, and just it's like the the tides the ocean just keeps coming for all of us ocean lovers but it's overwhelming and exciting all at the same time uh and during world ocean month and on world ocean day in particular there's a ton of programming a lot of things uh have happened and are happening during this month uh and you can visit unworldoceansday.org to learn about all the events that are going on both uh internationally and then there's a lot in the u.s as well so there's plenty of places to find great information about some of the different programming, which one of the one of the few benefits due to COVID is this open accessibility of lots of webinars and things being posted. And you can learn almost anything you want to learn about during this month related to the ocean. And so I hope you'll take some of that time to learn about some of this Ocean Decade stuff in particular. Um, and although uh, it is worldoceansday.org, just uh, a kind of uh, trend that has changed in the ocean world over the past few years is the singular versus plural ocean. Um, so a lot of people have been dropping the S on World Oceans Day uh, in honor of the fact that there really is one ocean. We name them differently, but all those bodies of water are connected, which I think is a really beautiful sentiment and things to move toward. Uh, and so, like I said, there's a lot of Ocean Decade uh, programming happening this month. And so I wanted to provide some information on what's been happening and that will lead us into our topic and our guest for today, which I'm so excited about. I know uh, this is a little bit after the fact because we're talking to you from World Ocean Day, but on June 1st was the high-level virtual event that is celebrating the launch of the Ocean Decade. Uh, Germany hosted this first International Ocean Decade Conference, which will hopefully be an in-person celebration next year. Um, There's a series of panels over the course of the day, and if you missed the live viewing, uh, you can go back and watch the recording, and you might hear and see a familiar face uh, in one of the sessions Uh, So the goal of this event was to engage with world leaders, scientists, industry, UN agencies, philanthropy, governments, kind of all of the above, um, to celebrate the launch of this international initiative. So if you missed it, go to the Ocean Decade website to uh, view the recording. Around the same time was VECOP Day, so the Virtual Early Career Ocean Professional Day, celebrating all things early career ocean professional around the world, organized by ECOPS for ECOPS. Um, it's specifically 24 hours of programming in order to capture early career ocean professionals from around the world. Uh, so again, if you missed that, go to uh, vecop.vfairs.com to see what happened. And then looking forward, something that we'll talk about with our guest today too, that we'll that we're looking forward to in this ocean decade year is the ocean decade laboratories, which will take place from mid 2021 to mid 2022. These again will be 24 hours to really capture the, the breadth of ocean activities from around the world. It's one of the great things about this virtual life that we live now that we can actually do 24 hour programming, uh, which is overwhelming and wonderful at the same time. Um, So during these labs, the goal is to catalyze partnerships and co-design decade actions. Um, which is going to be one of the main topics that we're talking about here today. Uh, so during, uh, if you'd like to contribute to planning one of these labs that's relevant to your work, again, visit the Ocean Decade website to learn more, and we'll get some more firsthand uh, knowledge on what those are, uh, what decade actions look like, and how we can contribute to them uh, here in the episode. 
So like I said, uh, the aim of this podcast has always been to tell the human stories of the ocean decade, focus on what's going on behind the scenes, who's making the decade happen, doing the cool work. Uh, so today we're going to go over two big announcements that the IOC, the International Intergovernmental or- uh, Oceanographic Commission, has made recently, and one that's really breaking news today, even on World Ocean Day. So first, the IOC has officially released its endorsed decade actions. Uh, These actions are going to serve as the first official components of the decade and serve as really great examples to others about how to get involved, what scale, what focus, basically helping answer the question that people have been asking me, I think, and the IOC and anyone decade involved over the past year and a half, what does decade involvement look like? What does an action look like? How do we get involved? Um, so like I said, on this episode, you're going to be getting an expert guided tour through some of these actions. Uh, don't worry if you want to learn more about any of the actions that we are discussing today. Uh, we're going to be doing future episodes, hopefully featuring some of these big ideas so we can get into the nitty gritty. And second, while this uh, is maybe less flashy than all these great actions that we're going to get to go over, uh, but as a stakeholder engagement partnership person, this document actually excites <laughs> me more because I'm a partnership stakeholder nerd. So since I started doing Ocean Decade work, the question I've actually been asked most frequently is, uh, how do I get involved? How do What does this decade mean? How do we get involved on different levels, if I'm at a local level, a regional level, uh, international level, et cetera, people need concrete steps to take. And the IOC has heard the world's cries and my prayers for answers to this question (laughs) and has created a single document guiding stakeholders on how to participate. And so to discuss both of these amazing announcements, I'm really fortunate to have as my guest, uh, Mr. Julian Barbier, head of the Marine Policy and Regional Implementation Section of the Intergovernmental Oceanographic Commission, the IOC, and I, he's the godfather of the ocean decade to me. <laughs> he's the man who chased diplomats around the UN to sell the ocean decade idea. And now we are here halfway into the first year of this 10-year initiative. Uh, so uh, Julian has been at the IOC for over 20 years. So if there's someone who knows about working at stakeholders with all levels all around the world, it's him. So Julian, thank you so much for making time to, to be here today and talk about some of these great announcements that are coming out. Thanks very much, Taylor, and, and thank you for, for having me. I'm not sure if I'm a, a godfather, uh, but certainly I've, um, I've uh, contributed uh, a lot. But uh, the decade, uh, remember, is a, is, a, is a collective initiative, and there's a lot of uh, uh, you know, fathers and godfathers and mothers <laughs> who contributed. But very happy to be with you today, and, and thank you for, for doing this, uh, these efforts to also uh, uh, you know, publicize uh, what we're doing in the decade to, uh, to a broad audience. So I'm very happy to contribute. Yeah. So yeah, there's probably a lot of weird family tree, uncles and aunts, great uncles, cousins to the, <laughs> to the decade. Um, but we can get you a hat that says Godfather or something like that. Uh, but you've, you've really seen the decade through conception to action and kind of one of my first question is really how does day-to-day, what does day-to-day decade coordination involve? What does it look like from your point of view? How many times does your, uh, <laughs> your outlook ping with emails about decade? It's uh, certainly a, a full-time job and it's been a full-time job increasingly uh, since almost like uh, three years ago when we started mm-hmm. the, this whole process. But on a daily basis, uh, you know, we work uh, with stakeholders, with scientists, uh, with uh, governments, um, 
we have people calling us every day and say, what's happening with my decade actions? Am I going to get endorsed? Uh, we're trying to build a partnership with, uh, with people around the world. We're working with institutions and trying to see what could be the role in, uh, you know, in, in, in helping with the decade uh, in specific regions in Africa and the, in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, we're developing key messages because, again, this uh, this decade, um, you know, it's a long title, Ocean Science for Sustainable Development. Mm-hmm. So people don't always get it at first, but, um, you know, every word counts in, in the title because it's, it's not just creating knowledge and this is not just for scientists. It's really for transforming the science that we, we are generating and using it for actions. So the the engagement side of uh, the whole decade is absolutely essential. So this is why we, we do a lot on, on, on communication, on organizing international events. And you've mentioned a, a couple that are going to come up uh, or who have already come um, uh, last uh, last 1st of June uh, with the international launching event. Uh, so there's a lot of coordination, uh, international coordination, uh, trying to really get uh, people to, to to work together, but also working, uh, you know, with uh, governments in trying to get them uh, to invest in some of those actions that uh, uh-huh. we have identified, and then that's also key because, uh, you know, not 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 there's not enough investment in science, and and we we know that because uh, you know we publish a report every couple of years, which is called the Global Ocean Science Report. Yep. So, so as part of this decade, we really want to also ensure that there's a much stronger global investment in uh, in science. Uh, the Global Ocean Science Report, which is a, a document we publish every two to three years, gives an overview of uh, you know how much countries are putting in in, in science globally, and and the picture is pretty bleak. Uh, they are putting about one point seven percent. Uh, of the overall research budget, which is uh, dedicated to uh, to ocean science, in average. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you look at the whole global value of the ocean in terms of uh, trillions that the ocean delivers in terms of economic terms, not even counting the ecological services that the ocean yeah. science, it, this is a, a something that needs to be changed if we want really to to move to, towards its knowledge based society. Um, so that's something that we need to, to work on a daily basis. And this is why we, you know, we, we go to governments. We have the actions now, which is great because, you know, it's, it makes things a little bit more concrete. We have, uh, exactly. some very, very good actions and we have also platforms for engaging, uh, you know, also different type of stakeholders, including, you know, philanthropy, the private sectors, the NGOs. Um, so that's that's basically what we do on a daily basis, and then we have to report because you know we work <laughs> in the UN, and the uh, reporting process is uh, is important. It's uh, you have to report to a lot of masters. We have to report to the to the member states of the IOC. We have to report to the other UN agencies to uh, uh, to the UN member states. But that's uh, that's important. That's important that so that people have confidence in this process. Mm-hmm. We see it as a transparent process. And they see also where where they can engage and what what benefits uh, they, they may get get out of this uh, process. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't know if you've made progress if you don't report out and see where are we now, and then we can look forward. Uh, the last episode of this podcast actually was with uh, Salvatore Arico talking all about the Global Ocean Science Report, and so it's great knowing that that's a an important foundation, and that the decades recognizing that. The investment, the science, the sustainable development is all a huge piece of 
what's going on thus far and that your job is basically like a referee of stakeholder engagement around the world. And these concrete actions are going to help, uh, are definitely going to make your job a little bit easier going forward, I hope, so that you don't have 24 hours of work <laughs> every day. Yeah, that's why we need to delegate and we need to make a lot of friends and partnerships so that, uh, you know, it's, this is not just an IOC uh, initiative. This is really a UN wide and, and when I say UN, I mean even that sounds a, a little bit elitist. But yeah. if you actually look at the at the um, at the re resolution that approved the uh, decade, I mean it talks about all sort of stakeholders, including from industry, uh, civil society, uh, science, academia, uh, and so on. So that that element is is very important. So this is something that you know we need to convey and and. Uh, it's really about connecting all those uh, stakeholders um, with a generation of knowledge with the ocean, and uh, and going beyond the you know our usual uh, discussions that that we mm -hmm. have within the ocean community because we, you know, the ocean community is relatively small and and we we talk to each other and, and so on, but we need to engage for people who are who are not currently engaged and who do not necessarily understand that whatever they do. Uh, you know, they benefit from the ocean, from a healthy ocean and a sustainable ocean. Uh, so that's that's really part of a challenge to really create those connections and and engagement um, in in different level. Exactly, and that's so. I actually want to then go and talk about uh, this stakeholder pamphlet that you have released as part of this World Ocean Day uh, launch as well. So uh, part of the challenge, you know, is organizing all these different stakeholder groups and trying to connect new people. And you have to give the pitch for the decade in probably 20 different ways. Um, so, which is why this new document is so amazing because it's guiding how people can get involved. So can you tell me more about the, the purpose of it and why the IOC thought it was so important to release a document like this? Well, that's, that's, I mean, you, you've summarized it quite well. I mean, we, we, we are really aiming to reach out to different group of uh, stakeholders, whether we're talking about, uh, about scientists, about local and indigenous knowledge holders. Uh, we want early career ocean professionals to engage. We want uh, governments. We want uh, philanthropy. We want business, NGOs, acquirers. Uh, we want local and coastal communities to engage. And uh, we felt that it was important uh, because actually this decade is quite unique in, in the way it is designed. Uh, you know, there's been, there are many other UN decades around the world. But mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, our approach from the start was really to try to design it in a way that we can try to collectively achieve and contribute towards a number of common goals. And those are you know, presented in the implementation plan. They are the, the, the different outcomes, the clean ocean, the healthy ocean, the safe ocean, the, the productive ocean, and so on. And, and we have a number of challenges that we all need to, to work together uh, in terms of generating this new knowledge and this new uptake of science at all society level. So, as part of this decade, we've uh, you know we have different mechanisms for engaging, and, and and we felt it was really important to try to put everything in one document, so that people can really see whether you know depending on what's your interest and what is the nature of your uh, of your engagement to really find your way, because we really believe that everybody has a, a role to play in this decade, uh, even citizens. I mean, citizens are are voting; they are consuming. So a, a, a knowledgeable citizen 
will change its attitude towards certain things and, and, and will also be able to also have a different uh, vision of, uh, of what the, the ocean provides to him and what, what it can do also to, 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 to support a healthy ocean. So this, this document is, um, is a bit of a you know, relatively synthetic document, four or five pages, provide really a, a, a snapshot of uh, the different uh, type of activities we are going to uh, develop in the decade, you know, the different programs, the projects, the activities. Um, it, it, it says who's doing what in the decade. That's so important, yeah. There's so many elements that if you're trying to get involved, you don't know where to start necessarily. That's right. There are many, many moving parts, and and, and remember that uh, you know we only launched the decade um, uh, about six months ago, and we are still in this kind of building phase uh, in terms of building this kind of uh, stakeholder engagement mechanism, building the uh, the kind of uh, scientific oversight that we want to have throughout the the, the time of uh, the decade. So this this kind of a uh, document provides the who's who. Um, you know, it, it, it defines what is the IOC secretariat role as the coordinating entity of uh, of, uh, of a decade. It, it mentions, it uh, defines what uh, the decade advisory board will do in terms of provide, providing scientific oversight, but helping us to also endorse, uh, you know, look at the technical proposals that we are going to receive from all communities around the world. It talks about... Uh, you know, decade coordination uh, collaborative centers um, who we are also in the process of establishing uh, around the world. Uh, what was very uh, exciting is that following this first call for action we issued in last year, we had about uh, 10 countries that came forward and said, hey, we want to help. You know, we have institutions that have uh, expertise, that have a convening power either, you know, at the regional level or in a given theme, let's say ocean observation or you know, ocean mapping. And we want to, to, to really help to, to, to shape the, and design the, uh, the, the action. So, so that's great. So, so we are in the process also of, uh, you know, discussing with those uh, institutional partners and, and getting them this kind of a, uh, decentralized power in a way uh, of, of a decade so that they can also become themselves ambassador of a decade uh, within their own communities. Exactly. It's a top down and bottom up process at the same time, which I think is for the best going forward, but it can be confusing to people. And I think I, I've been working on the, you know, we've both been working on the decade for a while now, and it's hard for people to realize that we're still only six months in. We have 10 years to to work towards all of this together. And so you don't have to accomplish everything right away. <laughs> That's right. And, 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 you know, I think uh, when people think about a UN decade, they do necessarily think about a kind of a, a, a top bottom approach uh, because it comes from the UN and, and so on. But but it is indeed a, a really a bottom-up approach as well. And this is why we're very much encouraging countries to set up national decade committees, you know, who should really act as a, some kind of multi-agency and multi-stakeholder entities that uh, that can basically, uh, you know, have the same discussion we're having globally or at the regional level, but within the countries. Because we really believe that without this strong national engagement, uh, the decade will not be able to, to succeed. So this is a something that where we are putting a lot of um, efforts. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm pleased to report that we have uh, in, just in the course in the last six months, we've had about twenty plus countries who have now uh, agreed to establish national decade committees or are in the process of establishing those. And this is great. And you can see all this flurry of activities 
now happening in uh, you know in Australia, in Canada, in Germany, in Brazil, in Colombia. Um, so we need more and more of those to uh, to, to to be really the, the, the active players. Uh, but but that's that's also important. So so this pamphlet uh, also you know d- defines you know this this important national mechanisms, which is also another entry point for stakeholders. You know. Yeah, and it's so important to have these multiple levels of engagement, which this document lays out really well. Because sometimes the idea of you know interacting with the UN, if you're like a, a local community group or something like that, that can be overwhelming. But these decade committees or the regional task force are easier places to start. And then you can figure out how you fit in the overall ecosystem, which I think this uh, global stakeholder forum that's coming later this year is going to help a lot with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this uh, this global stakeholder forum will primarily be uh, operationalized through a, a, a web uh, platform, which will basically create a space for for, for for different group of uh, of, of uh, stakeholders, whether we're talking about the, the the organizations behind the decade actions that have been endorsed, uh, we intend to create some community of practices, uh, which will bring together, uh, you know, say the different groups and, and communities that have interest around a, a specific decade challenge. Um, and, and this really be will be the the entry point for you know for for interacting for exchanging uh, but also for formulating and thinking about new decade actions that can also fill some of the gaps that we are seeing because we also know that you know we're not going to build uh, everything in one uh, in one year and and uh, through the announcements we have made those decade actions um, you know, it's it's a great start. It's really a great start, but we have many gaps to fill, uh, and 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 so we need to get those communities to work. and And the stakeholder uh, forum will be one of uh, an important uh, mechanisms for doing that. And in addition to the stakeholder forum, we we also want to keep track and organize a, a kind of global event every two to three years to keep track. You know, to see where we are in the implementation of a, of a decade. Um, we're putting in place a monitoring and evaluation framework, and you know, for that we need also new tools to monitor, for example, how science is being uh, used at the, you know, to influence or to support policy, or to uh, to help corporate uh, corporations uh, to to operate in a more uh, sustainable and effective way. So there are you know a lot of uh, um, work in the process. Uh, but this, uh, this, these global conferences uh, would, be, would be important for, for also getting people together and, and, and get this kind of co-design and uh, cross-fertilization uh, on, on the ground. Yeah, I think the beauty of the decade and the, the terror probably for some people who are less comfortable with uncertainty is that we're building it while it's happening. And part of the, the results and the beauty of it is the fact that through the just the act of going through the decade, we're going to create new things every year and along the way and hopefully reach the goals that we set at the beginning, but also realize that there's new questions to answer or there's different ways to approach it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, we, we do have attained decade challenges that provide a, a kind of target uh, for for delivering those those actions. But we need to to look at them on a regular basis and, and, and see what are, what are new things coming up in the ocean. Uh, you know, there are emerging issues that uh, require more investment in science. Uh, you know, just for example, the the, 
this impact, impact of uh, multiple stressors, uh, you know, this, this all aspects related to uh, uh, areas beyond national jurisdiction, you know, there's a need for, for having a new scientific tools uh, to really uh, understand uh, how those ecosystems function. We need to be much better at integrating social and, and natural science and, and create really interdisciplinary work in, in, in some of those areas to support ocean planning. So there's a lot of um, things that are going to come up and, and we need to be adaptive, we need to be flexible, uh, really to be able to also respond to the needs of, uh, of countries. Because in the end of that, I mean, uh, you know, we want also, I mean, the decade, remember, was was uh, proposed as really as a mechanism to really help our countries to achieve this, the sustainable development goals, uh, to give them the means, the tools, the knowledge, uh, the capacity uh, to, to, to achieve that. So I think it's important we, we keep track, uh, as, as we are also keeping track on the implementation of the SDGs themselves, uh, and we need to be going in parallel and, and supporting those, uh, those those processes. Yeah, it is funny because I think that most people wouldn't think flexibility when they thought UN, but it really is like an underlying part of what the Ocean Decade is trying to do, to be able to respond to, to new things. And I think that's fantastic. And part of the reason why, you know, nothing is, it's only been six months of the actual decade. We're still developing, we're still growing, figuring out the best ways forward. And so people have to be, helping along the way too, and that not just sitting back and saying, hey, the IOC is going to figure this out, but saying, hey, we need to help figure this out as well, because it's our ocean as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is uh, that, that that's one of the key messages that really, um, you know, it's, it's, it's about all of us. It's about all our, our relationship and our, our commitments towards the, the ocean. So as I said at the beginning, everybody has a role to play and, 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 and can play a role and you can connect to people and the decade will also try to get these connections. I think this is, a, you know, in our in our vision statement, uh, we talk about transformative solutions, science solutions for sustainable development, but we say it's about connecting people in the ocean. Um, and, and certainly, uh, you know, if you're a scientist and uh, you want to connect with other groups working on similar issues. You want to connect with uh, maybe industry uh, who might have an interest about you know, translating some of your science findings into possible innovation and, and, and technologies. We need to, to facilitate those, uh, those exchanges. So this is important that we also you know, don't only think about the science, just in terms of science and you know, generating uh, new knowledge, but it's really looking at the whole business model and the whole value chain uh, in terms of how science then can be translated into uh, concrete solutions, whether it is to, uh, you know, combat uh, coastal erosion in Western Africa, or it is to, uh, you know, launch uh, uh, underwater robots to, uh, to, to get more information and uh, in a much more extensive way about the, the state of, uh, of the ocean, or whether it's about data, because it's also a lot of work to be done uh, in the area of data. And I think uh, the decade can be really a, a game changer in uh, really opening up uh, ocean data uh, in a much more uh, transparent way and, and providing open access to different group of users. Um, so that is something also that we are very keen to, to advance, uh, on that front. That's yeah, that's so true. And so speaking of like transformative game changers, I want to get into talking about this, this first batch of endorsed actions that have come out today on world ocean day. Um, 
So can you, before we get to some of the quick stats on what these announcements are, what is the path, what was the path for the endorsed actions from submission to endorsement? So what was that endorsement process like? Can you step us through that? Yeah, sure. So we, we launched a first call for action uh, on the 15th of October last, uh, last year. That was actually even before the start of the decade, but we, we knew that we wanted to, to have some actions to, to showcase early on in the decade, right? Not wait uh, one year uh, to do that. So that, that's the reason why we do that. We did that. Uh, and we really focused on uh, the large scale actions that basically the programs. So, you know, in the, in the categories of actions in the decade, we have programs uh, which are international, large-scale uh, ocean activities. We have projects more tailored. Uh, then we have activities, and then we have contributions. And contributions are what, for example, a government what might might make available, or what a, a philanthropy might might provide in terms of financing. Uh, so we really want for, wanted to focus on the programs as the kind of a building block. Um, for, They're the for big the, umbrellas that exactly. other things can. Fit under, yeah. Exactly. To, to really create also a, a mechanism that will stimulate over actions and create some kind of ecosystem of actions around those big programs. Um, so that that led to uh, about 230 submissions that were received. Wow. By the Especially because it was October 15th to January 15th. It was, it was over the holidays. Yeah. It wasn't a huge amount of time. Wow. No, it was a short short period. And uh, we were very surprised because uh, we, we we didn't realize we were going to be so successful. <laughs> you didn't know in, what you signed yourself that up sense for. Because that really came from also all part oh, of the no. world. Uh, really good good balance, geographical balance. And also from different type of uh, stakeholders. I mean, you would think that you know the majority came from... Uh, from from scientists and research institutions, but actually no. I mean, they were uh, they also came from NGOs, from the private sector, from uh, from academia, and so on. So, um, I think that's uh, a great testament to the outreach and building work that you all have done over the past couple of years, and trying to make sure that when the decade launched, it looked like how you wanted it to. You know, it wasn't just uh, a scientific endeavor that you really, yeah, kudos to you and your team for making that happen, I think. Yeah, thanks. And even, even more amazing, it's, you know, we, we are not promising millions of dollars at the end. Um, exactly. Uh, because the decade is not a really a funding mechanism. I would say it's more a matchmaking mechanism. Uh, and that certainly is a, a task that uh, we, we, we have to, to do. Now we have those endorsed actions because we know some of those endorsed actions are, are still short of funding. But that's the beauty of a decade. The decade is also talking to the private sector, to governments who want to invest, to philanthropy. So we're going to try to to really, uh, you know, make this uh, this uh, this matching and and really get some of those resources to uh, you know to support and uh, catalyze uh, more more more. These really innovative, those. yeah. These really innovative things. So there was. Uh, so there's 66 that endorse decade actions. That's yeah. still that's huge. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot, uh, and that's why we've been very busy since uh, since January, uh, going through each of those uh, propositions and, and submissions, uh, and that really entailed having a, a thorough review of uh, you know the descriptions and really trying to see how they match with the uh, you know the decade criteria. So you know we have uh, about nine or ten criteria. Uh, for the decade, which are very important, and and that's for example, uh, you know, ensuring that those actions are co-designed and co-delivered, and also engagement of end users is very important. 
that they all have some kind of capacity development element uh, attached to them so that it's also about transmitting and transferring uh, knowledge to to other groups that may not have access to that knowledge. Um, so those are some of the kind of criteria we were looking at going through uh, this, this whole batch. Uh, then we also realized that you know, some of the proposals were very well developed and had a very strong, uh, you know, management plan and, and very clear, clear approach. Some others a bit less, uh, but uh, you know, we don't want this to discourage um, those ones to uh, to give up. I think and, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's that people are saying, "Hey, we have this new idea. We don't have it figured out yet," and then the IOC can help set them up with exactly people and, who know more about it. Yeah. And from the start, when we started this call for action, we also set up a process by which people could uh, could express interest to work with others. So we through the website, uh, you know, if you had a you were putting a proposal on um, on uh, on ocean acidification, uh, you, you know, you say, hey, I'm putting something, and you know, can you are you interested to contribute? And you know, so we were already trying to do this kind of uh, matchmaking uh, uh, work. And, just to uh, create the actions, yeah. Just to create the actions, to create the collaboration uh, and, 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 and the and the engagement, because you know, we at the end of the day, we we want many actions, but we also try to coordinate the ones who are similar, right? So that you know they can work together better rather than uh, overlap or covering the same distance, the same uh, area. So this is something that uh, we have to do uh, very concretely by engaging with the proponents of those actions. And uh, boy, we've been having many, many, many teleconferences uh, since January. <laughs> Your guys' phone uh, bills probably all out of the <laughs> ballpark. Yeah. 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 So that's that. That's one thing. But as you said, uh, you know the the proposal, the, the actions we've uh, announced uh, on on the eighth of June are the ones who are really mature and ready to go. But we still have a pipeline um, with a lot of other proposals. And I, my message also is to say that you know don't don't be discouraged if you haven't been endorsed on this first um, on this first announcement. There's going to be many more announcements. And we're also very keen to 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 help uh, those proponents to find uh, uh, you know more more collaboration and to to connect with some of those other important initiatives so that they get to the right level uh, of uh, of endorsement. And I think that we will get there eventually. So we still uh, have after this uh, announcement of uh, of the eighth of June, we still have a big pile of uh, a, a pipe, what we call pipeline endorsement uh, okay. programs or projects. Which we need to go through, and and you know we we're gonna do that in in the coming months, and we will have another announcement, uh, uh, you know, sometimes uh, uh, in the second part of the year, so that uh, some of those other actions. Something to look happen. forward to, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So more it, phone calls it, for you. <laughs> more phone calls for from us. So in, maybe I can tell you a little bit more on on what we we announced on the um, yes, please eighth of June. So overall, we announced 66 uh, decade actions. Uh, as you said, that's that's quite a lot. Uh, in there, we have 28 large-scale programs. So that's that's what I described um, uh, earlier. We have mm -hmm. six uh, UN uh, registered actions because for UN agency, we have a separate process uh, because you know it's a UN. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we don't need to get the endorsement. It's more like a review, uh, a technical review of their proposal, and then. It's registered, so we have a mm -hmm. um, you know we have uh, proposals that came from, for example, the Food and Agriculture Organization, uh, which is you know very very interesting. 
And then we have 32 contributions. Uh, so, More contributions than programs. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So that that basically, as I uh, as I mentioned earlier, contributions are, are very important. They are in kind of financial resources that are going to support uh, you know decade action um, and can also contribute to coordination. Uh, and uh, so those come from government. They come from uh, foundations. Uh, they come from. Uh, from all sort of uh, of um, of entities. So, in terms of the the programs themselves, um, we have a great diversity of uh, programs. You know, it's not just um, oceanography, as uh, one might have heard. You know, we, we have uh, proposals. We have uh, actions on underwater noise, on coral reef uh, observations. As you might know, Taylor, we also have a. A, a new decade uh, program for early career ocean professional. Yes, uh, I wrote half of that proposal, so very <laughs> glad to see it come through. Yes, and and, and well done to you to your team, and uh, and that's that's great because you know from uh, from the start of a preparation phase, uh, we had a, a wake up call and say, hey, you know, this decade is is also for the next generation, so mm-hmm. they need to be on board and they need to also drive uh, the priorities of uh, of a decade. Um, we also have actions on uh, observations, on ocean mapping, on prediction. So really coming up with uh, innovative ways to uh, develop new type of uh, services and, and, and forecasts uh, to to address you know climate change in coastal areas. We have mm-hmm. a focus on uh, we have deep sea uh, deep sea for biodiversity uh, actions. We have some on fisheries and seafood. Uh, we have some on underwater cultural heritage. That's also very important, you know, to bring in yeah, the cultural, so fascinating. cultural dimension of the ocean is uh, is so important and a great vehicle for engaging, um, uh, you know, citizens uh, because people dream it's that about that human uh, ocean connection. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, we have some also on uh, in ocean literacy, which is a, a very important element of uh, of the decade. On we have some on data, on blue carbon, on the ocean acidification, and so on and so on. So I really invite uh, you know all, all of your listeners to uh, to find out more about those uh, those actions, uh, and the information is uh, is available on our on our decade uh, website. That's great. I can't wait to yeah dig further into each of these ones and have episodes focused on each one so that we can really help people understand what a program means and then what some of the other, how you build a larger program. Cause it's these big ideas like ocean noise and there's probably 80,000 other things that fit under there, but having this as a, as a building block very early on in the decade, just six months in, I think is going to be huge to shape the direction of these next 10 years. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, it was very interesting to, to see when we discussed each of those proposals and, and they were all reviewed by the decade advisory board. Uh, you know, we had two meetings of, of that board, but we also, as I said, we had a conversation with each of those proponents and, and it was very important. And, and also they were very interested to, to play this kind of coordination role because it's important that they help design and identify what are the gaps in their own area. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, again, we're not through those 66 actions, we're not addressing the whole, the whole uh, decade uh, uh, scope. And, and we do have many, many gaps to, to, to fill. So what are some of those gaps? So what are what are you hoping to fill uh, going forward? So people know, oh, hey, how do, can I fit in? I think there's a lot of a uh, there's a lot of uh, gaps um, possibly in the area of um, still on the food production side. 
Uh, so, you know, looking at really at, at solutions for the ocean to, uh, to nourish the planet um, and, and, you know, looking at maybe, uh, the, you know, innovative and, and transformative type of uh, seafood productions. Um, I would say also in the area of, um, of the blue economy, you know, um, there's, there's a strong focus on the, De- 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 delivering and developing uh, new tools, uh, decision-making scenarios to support uh, sustainable ocean economies. I think there's a lot of uh, work to be done there. Uh, on pollution, I think uh, relatively few proposals. That's surprising, on, on but yeah. yeah, yeah, we have uh, only I think a couple which are uh, uh, addressed. Um, on the area of um, of data, I think uh, you know there's there's probably more that that needs to be done. There, there's a couple actually. I'm, I'm saying this, but there's a couple of uh, mm-hmm. very um, you know interesting proposals which will be serving as a kind of an umbrella for a lot of the data work of of, of the decade. But yes, I mean, I would say some of those areas, um, traditional and local knowledge uh, engagement. I think that's mm-hmm. important. Uh, we would like to see more proposals coming from uh, from that uh, that that corner of the woods of, uh, of the ocean, I should say. <laughs> I know you got to watch your blue versus green metaphors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think that too these laboratories that are coming up uh, starting later this year into the next will help address some of these gaps, and especially because they're focused on uh, these different, you know the inspired and engaging ocean, a predicted ocean, the clean ocean. Um, so can you tell us just a little bit more about these virtual events that are coming up? Yeah, absolutely. So, so those are part of the, um, of the, uh, well, they are a, a, a follow-up of the 1st of, of June, uh, you know, international launching event that has been mm-hmm. um, organized uh, with the support of, uh, of the government of Germany. Um, so originally, when we we de- designed that conference, it was supposed to be you know that was before the the, the, the crisis. We were supposed a different to have a, lifetime, yeah. Yes, we were supposed to have a three day conference and then be done with it. And in fact, um, the crisis gave us a, another idea, and, and because of this new way of interacting with uh, with stakeholders, uh, and we felt that you know why don't we set up a process that would last you know longer than just a three-day conference but really provide a platform for different stakeholders to come and work together uh, very concretely uh, about achieving some of those decade outcomes and that that's where this idea of laboratory came forward um, so in a sense we are going to have seven decade laboratories to organize between july uh, of this year until may of 2022 so each of the laboratory is a self-contained uh, event. It's a 48 hours event, which is basically focusing on, on the theme of, uh, of one, one theme of uh, the social, societal outcomes. So the first laboratory is on inspiring and engaging ocean, and, and that's actually taking place on 7 and 8 of uh, July. And uh, then the next one, I think, uh, will be in September, and this is a predicted ocean. Then the Two, two months later, probably in November, we have one on the clean ocean and so on and so on. The way those events are structured, there's a, a core session of about three hours to, to get the, the work uh, going and to get a bit of an overview of uh, what are the, uh, you know, the, uh, the gaps that we need to, to respond to, what are the kind of key 
solutions we we need to uh, we need to think about in a more generic term. Uh, and then it's really having a, a number of um, sessions that are going to be put forward by all our partners and stakeholders. And uh, this is very much a, an open process where, uh, you know, if you are an organization... Uh, you yeah, can another way forward. to contribute to the decade and uh, get your work and name out there. Exactly. So we are opening up this uh, this process for, for, you know, submitting sessions as part of each of those laboratories. Unfortunately, the one for the uh, July is, is now closed, but uh, the one for predicted ocean is still open until the 18th of June. So if you're interested to, you know, to contribute... You want to organize a session. You want to, uh, and you know, it has its the format can be whatever you, you want to achieve. Really, uh, you know, it can be a ha- hackathon. It can be a, a lecture. It can be a more a flexibility more. from the UN. It's great. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so you know, it's really about being creative and innovative. So, um, but the idea is to use this common uh, platform and, and using uh, the common uh, technology to, to, to really make sure that everybody contributes. And um, the idea is that, you know, if, if you are in the South Pacific, you can also submit, you can organize your action. We are providing the, again, the platform, but uh, and we hope we will be 20, 24 hours uh, event uh, during those 48 hours so that, uh, you know, we cover all, all the time uh, zones of, of, of the world. It can be in the middle of the night in Europe, uh, but the, the 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 visibility in the platform will uh, will be there uh, to support those uh, those those needs. Um, and then at the end of those laboratory, we try to to try to harness you know what are the key message, what are the key recommendations coming out of each of those sessions, and try to have a little bit of co-design with uh, the different uh, partners and stakeholders. That's to great. Dr- yeah. To to drive uh, the di- the different uh, actions that we would like to see. So I really encourage uh, you know all our all our friends stakeholders to uh, to contribute. I mean this is uh, open to all, uh, whether your government NGOs citizens, um, go for it. And whether you've been endorsed by the decade or not, or this could be your first time engaging with the decade, and it's a great first opportunity. Exactly, exactly. And uh, this is um, you know uh, the idea is that what's going to come out of those laboratories will eventually turn into some decade actions, which will be endorsed. Uh, but but uh, before we get there, it's really important that we have this kind of co-design and, and, and buy-in from uh, from all the, the different type of stakeholders. Exactly. So my last question, thank you for spending so much of World Ocean Day with us. It's It was fantastic to go through these exciting actions and thinking about stakeholder engagement. But these, this thing that I've, I've been asking all of my guests, um, and I think it's especially poignant for, I'm going to still call you the godfather of the decade. There's a lot of uncles and aunts and everything. But what would be a successful decade, according to you? When we reach the end of 2030, looking back, what if when you look back, what would you look back and say, oh, yeah, that worked? Well, I think there would be a number of kind of um, deliverables that we would have achieved. Uh, one of them would be a, you know, a fully mapped ocean. Uh, you know, currently we only have 19% of the seafloor, which is uh, which is mapped in, in high resolution, uh, which is crazy when you, you think that, you know, you have more details of the surface of, of the moon of, of, of Mars. So that, 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 that we need that, and this is certainly one of the objectives of uh, the decade, and we have a, a great decade action um, to, to help with that called CBET 2030. Uh, we also need a, a, a fully deployed and operational uh, global o- ocean observing system. 
you know, which uh, which goes beyond the 2,000 meter depth because currently we we only uh, skimming at the surface of the ocean in terms of systematic observation. And since we are now talking about new human activities in the deep ocean, we need to have a system there to really uh, monitor and, and look at the state of, uh, of the ecosystems. Um, I think we we want data, you know, being much more accessible. You know, whether you are a a company or whether you are a government, uh, to have a, a really change of paradigm in the sense that you have more reason to share data than uh, not sharing them, and and, and 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 that is really about you know generating, contributing to those global goals. It's about generating a new generation of uh, of uh, services. Uh, an integration of data that we do not have currently and that will only serve all of us, whether uh, you are a marine operator or you are citizens concerned about the state of your, your coastal areas. Um, so that some of those kind of would be successful point, but I think it's really about, again, bringing it back to people and uh, and citizens and having a better understanding of uh, of uh, their role and what they can do for the ocean and the state of uh, you know, the ocean near near them, but also beyond. Uh, it would be governments uh, who have uh, who are investing and have put in place strong science policy interface to advise them on all aspects related to ocean management and in uh, marine spatial planning. It would be companies. Uh, who have uh, uh, understood the the interest to, uh, to to liberate some of the data that they're sitting on, and to take on this some uh, some of those uh, corporate responsibilities in in ocean sustainability, and we already have a, a group that is emerging quite well through the UN Global Compact, um, but who are really contributing also as a as a as a environmental uh, protector of the of the ocean. Um, and, and that I think we we can try to change that that conversation and and, and that angle uh, through the decade. So for me, those would be some of the uh, I guess uh, criteria for for success. It's a very comprehensive overlook of what success would be, which I would expect nothing less from uh, the way you've worked on the decade and all the different angles that you touch and people that uh, you've reached over the past few years. So. Thank you again for sharing some insider information on these actions and this stakeholder uh, engagement document and uh, happy World Ocean Day and World Ocean Month. Thank you very much, Taylor, and happy World Ocean Day to all. Take care. <laughs>